Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. Just a quick note before we get started that this is part of our Blast from the Past series, where we celebrate one of the incredible women in tech from our archive. And if you're a new listener or you're just looking to be inspired, dig into the back catalog. There are literally hundreds of stories to choose from. Enjoy the episode. I no longer give a shit and I am here to work hard and do my absolute best. And if someone is going to second guess me or second guess any of my coworkers because they happen to be young females, then that's on them. My name is Esprit Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. I call it actionable empowerment. Every single episode, you'll hear the story of a fantastic woman in tech, from engineers to founders to investors to journalists to designers, all sorts of different females in tech who have thrived. I want to share their stories with you so that you can know what resources, mentors, and life situations they accessed in order to get to where they are today. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast here in Austin, Texas, celebrating women in tech around the world. And we have Liz here with us. Hello, Liz. Howdy, (laughs) y'all. Go. That was so cute. Go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm very excited. I am a big fan of podcasts in general, so I'm really excited to make my debut on this <laughs> one, uh, especially around a topic as important as women in tech. So thank you so much you for having it. me. Um, So my name is Liz. I'm a native Texan. I've been in Austin for about six years, and I've worked in tech for about the past four. And I heard you saying uh, before when you were meeting the previous guest that you love the Texan heat. I do. I love it. Everyone thinks I'm insane. It's about 110 outside, and I'm just flourishing and couldn't be happier. You're about to go for a run. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, literally this morning. (laughs) And so you said you've been in tech for the last four years. Mm -hmm. Um, When did you embark your tech journey? Like, did you have tech in the house growing up? Yeah, um, that is a great question. I mean, not really like dial-up internet. I remember as a teenager trying to flirt with boys on MySpace (laughs) and waiting for the signal to go back and forth. So the answer is no, (laughs) Um, not really. Um, But when I graduated college in 2014, I graduated college, I actually worked for a nonprofit focused on saving rainforests. So I literally went from two opposite ends of the spectrum from Raising money and doing development work to save rainforests, yeah. um, you know, in South America to uh, working in tech. So it was quite the leap. Yeah. Rain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Saving the rainforest is totally not. Yeah. It's like the opposite. <laughs> yeah, and is. then where did you where did you start your journey into yeah. the tech industry? Yeah. So I started um, working at Capital Factory. Um, so it huge is huge place here in Austin. Huge place. Yeah. And it was so fun. I was there for about three years and it was as wonderful as you would imagine. Um, I started there in 2015. I was hired as something called um, the VIP coordinator, but really I was hired as the first ever salesperson to grow their co-working space. There's events there. Um, you know, they have a really incredible accelerator. They're the number one investor um, in Texas. 
And there's just a ton going on. And so I was brought on to kind of grow their community yeah. and make sure that we were getting the right tech startups and the right investors and the right people in government yeah. walking through and just connecting all of them. And so that kind of gave me – it's like I went from not being in tech at all to being like at the deep end of the pool, um, which was so fun, which was so fun. And my motto is fake it till you make it. And I remember one of my first jobs there was like giving tours and giving tours to these VCs from San Francisco and these, you know, U.S. senators and all these entrepreneurs and just thinking to myself, I don't belong here. What am I doing? And just pushing that thought out of my yeah. mind and being like, fake it till you make it and just acting confident <laughs> in a way. And it worked. <laughs> and it, I mean, it, did honestly, you say giving tours? Yeah. 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 Like G-I-V-I-N-G. Yeah. Giving. Yeah. Yeah. So I would just like tour people around the space. And I, I love got that in, term. I got in so many steps. It was great. Yeah. All of my steps every day. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> giving tours. I love that. Uh-huh. Um, and what really attracted you to the tech culture? Why is it? Why was it, a, 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 I guess, a, a family, a yeah. community that you wanted to be a part of? Yeah, 100%. That's a great question. Um, so it wasn't just tech. It was the startup world in particular. Um, there's something really unique and really beautiful about the startup world that I don't think I'll ever, I'll ever get over. Um, it's, it's my place. It's very family-oriented. Um, it is very much come as you are. I don't like putting on airs, if you will, just like wearing a suit to wear a suit has right. never made sense to me. I like being able to be in my yoga pants and my sneakers and on the move and just getting my work done, you know, when I need to, but also on my own time. Right. Um, and and being friends with the people you hang out with and working towards something together in an open, collaborative, inclusive and somewhat quirky and weird environment like that is that's my people and uh where did you go from after capital factory mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah so i was there did lots of jobs there and then after south by um i started working at valkyrie intelligence so really the first true startup i've ever worked there and i've been there and since you March. mean after south by meaning oh after yeah, yeah. March? yeah 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 or so in austin in austin the calendar year revolves around South by. So there's before South by and after South by. So that's how we mark how we mark life events. Not just in Austin. It's also the tech yeah, industry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so right after South by, um, I started at Valkyrie Intelligence. So um, our, our official tagline is applied science and strategy consulting firm. Right. What that means um, is that I work for a team of really smart data scientists that build out artificial intelligence solutions for mid-market to enterprise companies. And walk me through who you serve and how you serve them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Valkyrie. Um, So one thing I really love and why I chose to work at Valkyrie, it's a services company, it's not a product company, um, is because we make bespoke solutions. So there isn't a one-size-fit-all, especially when it comes to something as complicated as machine learning to AI um, to, to deep learning. So um, it starts with you know just a conversation and getting to know a client and what their needs are. And it can be multiple meetings, like digging deeper and deeper into what their needs, because a client will often say, oh, well, we need AI for this. Yeah. And what I respect so much about our team of scientists and our leadership team is they're like, oh, we don't we don't think you actually need that. We don't think that'll be a wise way to spend your money right, and your resources. Right. Let's dig deeper into this. This will affect your company so much more. So 
Um, it's almost what I've learned so much about being on the biz dev side of things. Um, there's like a weird crossover, I think, between like investigative journalism and yeah. sales when you're just like really trying to find the yeah. client's needs. Yeah. And then you get to say, okay, this is what we're going to build yeah. for you. And um, how did you learn all the the terms and everything uh-huh. that comes with I mean, you weren't familiar with machine learning before or were you? Yeah, so being at CF, I was. At Capital um, Factory. At Capital yeah. Factory, yeah, but not to this extent. And I am still learning, still learning, 100%. My first week at Valkyrie, again, it's a startup. My boss actually started a month after me, so yeah. my training was very self-taught. It was literally me. Um, we were working out of a, a client's office at the time, and I was just sitting on the patio reading, like, a 90-page data science, like, summary document, you know, like, for yeah. a week straight. And just every other word, Googling and learning and, like, what is the naive base theorem? Okay, now I know. <laughs> um, so it was, it was very self-taught, and I constantly ask questions all the time. Do you ever feel that it's daunting? Like, how would you suggest to someone else to learn something that is so complicated and foreign like especially people feel it when they learn how to program like how can I ever learn how to program so what do you think to yourself when you're embarking on a new learning journey yeah oh man that's such a great question because I am still there I am still learning um what has helped me so much um you know just hanging out with our data scientists at lunch and asking them questions and if you don't have access to data scientists in your life um there's meetups there's meetups all around um so i go there's a really great meetup in austin there's um i think it's women in data science is an awesome meetup with the coolest chillest girls um and i'm always learning from them and they're they're so sweet. Like, they're trying to get me to, like, submit my own project on right, Kaggle. Right. I'm like, I don't know, guys. Um, but so meetups are really, really great because it's an open, safe forum just to ask questions. Yeah. But also I think it starts with the thought process that it is okay to not know. And I think a downside of tech is that you are in this world for so long, you assume that everybody knows what blockchain is. Right, right, right. don't. And it gets to a point where you're afraid to ask, like, can you explain that to me? Right. Um, because it hasn't been asked in a while. Right. And that's such... Can I curse? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's such bullshit. <laughs> I didn't it, know if it, I could curse. Um, so what are some of the software uh, tools that you use in order to yeah. stay organized or to yeah. project manage? Or I know contact management, all the things. What do you... With your CRM, all, yeah. all of the above. Um, great question. So I was raised on Salesforce. I love Salesforce so much. This current company doesn't use it. It's okay. I've cried. I've gotten over it. <laughs> we are on Acelo, which is great. Um, Acelo. Acelo. It's like a project management software yeah. because because we do bespoke. Um, yeah. Yes, yeah, so we use Acelo. Um, I use... We used Asana at Capital Factory for for task management. I still yeah. use that just yeah. for my own sanity. I yeah. really like Asana. Um, obviously, my life is on my Google Calendar, if that counts. Like, literally, for, like, this is maybe telling everyone how lame I am. <laughs> but for a date night, I will send my husband a calendar invite. Like, no, yeah. I love it. Yeah, that, I mean, you have One, to. <laughs> I think it's really important to prioritize family and da- like yeah. making sure you make, even if it's like and for you have fitness to put it on whatever. the calendar. Yeah. Put it on the calendar. Yeah. yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um. I mean, what else do we use? I mean, just everything. Why do you love Salesforce so much? Like, I I use Pipedrive as a CRM. I'm not as familiar with that. And so many people, even one of our other guests Mm -hmm. recommended Salesforce. They even said Salesforce has a startup level. Uh I I forget what it's called. Uh Um, Why Salesforce? Yeah. um, 
number one, I think just familiarity. I don't – and it's it's nice because people say they're, it's so complicated and there's so much you can do with it, which is true. But I think it's also really good for folks who just need it for a very simple level at first. Right, right. And it'll kind of grow with, grow you. with you. I liked being able to track and report. And Acela was the same thing. This yeah. is just me being – you know, whiny because like, oh, yeah, what well, you're used system. to, and yeah. it's fine. Acela is yeah. great, and it yeah. has very similar features. Um, but just being able to track and see, okay, what opportunities do I have open? Like, how close is this one to closing? Like, how do I need to start my day to day? Like, that's that's helpful and nice. And what would you say is a uh, a challenge, an obstacle that you've had that you successfully overcome, and what did you learn from it, and how did you overcome it? Hmm. Which one should I choose from? <laughs> As you've grown in your career, um, yeah. 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 I – do you want big picture or micro? Whatever is okay. right for you, yeah. Okay. I mean one in particular I think is just working in tech as a woman is just people's perception of you when yeah. when they see you. Um, because I am smart. Like we are smart as women, women yeah. in tech just in general. Like we are smart humans yeah. and we're here for a reason. Yeah. Um, and everyone has worked hard to be here and so – um, often, you know, meeting with founders, meeting with investors, there you can tell when somebody is judging you, and you can tell just, you know, through someone's body language or the way yeah. they're speaking to you, kind of what they think of you. Like, oh, why is this bimbo here? Yeah. Um, and and so you know, in it, that's something that I think so many of us had to deal with all of our lives, and it yeah. doesn't, you know, it doesn't end when you're an yeah. adult, unfortunately. So just. Working through that, I think, by by proving myself to myself and just growing to a space where it, it genuinely doesn't matter, the male opinion of me. Like, yeah. I no longer give a shit, and I am here to work hard and do my absolute best. And if someone is going to second-guess me or second-guess any of my coworkers because they happen to be young females, yeah. um, you know, then that's on them. And they're, they're missing out. And I think just an example of them, when I was going to go – Work for Valkyrie. There were just some some mentors. I I told um, just you know some older men who were investors and very successful careers. And literally, I had one of them say, "Really? I always I think you should you should go into real estate. Are you are you smart enough for that?" And and literally took me out to drinks to tell me that. And it was and this was not. Uh, for Valkyrie, this is when she was uh, seeking guidance yes. from someone about taking a role exactly. at Valkyrie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it was at first like crushing. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" But then taking a step back, I'm like, "When have I ever actually worked with this person? Really, never. Like, like honestly, right. working with him, never. He never saw what I was capable of, even if he did. How like couldn't get past his own bias, and like that is the world, you know. And it sucks and it's terrible, but just." Having to push that out and just continue, continue for right. myself, continue for my sisters. Yeah, um, that's something that that I think I'm proud of. It's interesting. Uh, we had another guest that talked about sometimes when they go into like uh, pitch meetings, they're treated like they're little um, children. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I said a really empowering um, approach is not like does someone validate us, but are they? But instead coming from our own power and saying, are they the right fit for us rather than absolutely we're not the right fit for them. One hundred percent. Like it's like, is this person I'm talking to, whether it be in business, personal relationship, family, friends, whatever, are they the right fit for what we need in our lives? And then it doesn't become about like anything to do with them. You take the power away. Yeah. One hundred percent. One hundred. I think that's or you take your power back. 
Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. such a healthy perspective. Yeah. yeah. And what books are your favorite? I always like to ask, Ooh, like, do you have a book professionally yeah. or personally or both yeah. that you really love? That's a great question. Um, favorite book of all time uh, is East of Eden. Oh. Yeah. And what's it about? Yeah, by John Steinbeck. Uh, big, it's a classic. Yeah, it's beautiful. To me, it's about the human spirit. Um, there's a line in that book um, that talks about a Hebrew word for thou mayest. But I think it's Tim Shell, and it basically talks about how we, like our spirit is always attacked and never destroyed, which I love. Oh. I love that. Our spirit is always mm. attacked but never destroyed. Never. Yeah, which I love that humanist thought process. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. It's very, it's very motivating and empowering to me, and I love it. Um, so that's one of my favorite books. I'm reading a few right now. I'm actually getting wrecked by Between the World and Me by Tanisi Coates. What's that about? Oh, boy. It's um, it's heavy. It's very heavy. Um, it is about um, the black experience in America, and it's this author writing letters to his 13-year-old son. Oh, wow. And it is heavy. It's so good. It's so important to read, especially as a white woman. Yeah. So important to read, and it's heavy. I'm, like, trying to intentionally go very slow through it, so yeah. I absorb it correctly. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Um, and uh, how can people connect with you online? Yeah, yeah. I am the most easy to get a hold of. Um, I'm at Liz underscore Ann with an E. Staying true to my native Texas name, Liz Ann, on Twitter. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, that's probably the easiest way. <laughs> that's easy. And um, is there anything else that you wanted to share that we didn't get yeah, to? Um, I'm actually working on my own thing right now. Oh, tell so us. Besides, besides Valkyrie, which is um, my actual job, I'm working on a side project. And I've never um, done my own thing before. But um, because of the circle I'm in in tech and the influence I've been able to yeah. have in this community, I'm starting an event series. We're actually announced today called Good Politics. Yeah. And the premise around it is um, good politics only happen when good people get involved. So we're starting an event series to take the barrier to entry out of the um, kind of political conversation. So essentially bringing really great candidates to fun, low-key bars and encouraging people just to come out and have an open mind and hear what a candidate has to say. Nice. Have a beer with the mayor. Um, and we've we've done it for the past year, my partner and I, and have had a lot of success and now we're making it official. So, What's the website? Um, it is goodpolitics.co, C-O. And depending on when this is this is announced, it might go to an Eventbrite page, but oh, but it's cool. up, it's up. No, yeah. that counts. Yeah, we have Thank the Women you. in Tech Facebook group. It goes uh, womenintechvip.com goes love to the Facebook group yeah. page. So I yeah, yeah, I like it when it's just a URL, so you don't have to search for exactly. something. But it takes yes, yes. Uh-huh. SEO is hard. <laughs> yes. Um, well, thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. Yeah. I appreciate you being on the show. Yeah. If you want to connect with more incredible women in tech, as I was just mentioning, you could go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. Takes you straight there. Remember to say hello on social at Women in Tech Show on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. This is Liz Kofel. I'm on the business development team of Valkyrie Intelligence, an applied science and strategy consulting firm. We're based in Austin, Texas, and you're listening to Women in Tech. Impact Hub here in Austin, Texas has been our home. We want to give a huge thanks to making it possible for us to comfortably meet and interview several inspiring women in tech. They have the most collaborative workspace, incredible events, 
beautiful design, a hammock in their backyard, what? It's an incredible space. You have to check it out if you're in Austin. Thank you so much for being a part of the Women in Tech journey. Be sure to go to impacthubaustin.com to get your free day of co-working. I want to give a huge thanks to the team at SpyCloud. SpyCloud protects your employee and customer information from breaches and account takeovers. Try SpyCloud's early warning breach detection platform. SpyCloud made it possible for us to meet with several women in tech here in Austin, Texas, and I am so thankful that they have been part of the Women in Tech podcast journey. Get protected today by going to spycloud.com. That's S-P-Y-C-L-O-U-D.com. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.